Welcome to the Sports. 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 Podcast. That's right. We are here recording the one and only sports comedy podcast being recorded in this apartment on this day at this time. Important distinction. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I am Joel Anderson, a Los Angeles-based comedian uh, and big-time sports fan. I'm Jordan Palmville, Los Angeles-based writer and uh, formerly of, like all of us, from Michigan and oh, a sports yep, fan. Absolutely. And big time. And going, joining us, as always, is our resident sports outsider, Phil Ranta. I'm just a comedian. I don't watch sports. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, did you catch any games this week, Phil? No, I did not. I didn't watch any games. Did no, you make? Didn't. There were like a ton, tons of games on. Football's no. just started. Did back you on? watch any toddlers and tiaras this week? Because I did. I watched. Maybe you guys are the weird. Not, I usually not, just watch not, the YouTube clips because yeah. I don't want to watch full. Oh episode. yeah, we're, also not, doing, we're not doing a podcast about toddlers and tiaras. So that's. Do you guys don't want to be on my toddlers and tiaras fan cast? Uh, let's just let's move on. Uh, we're gonna go right into our first segment, which is headlines. Headlines. All right. Here we go. Our top headline last Wednesday: The NFL sent a memo to all 32 teams. Warning of fines, suspensions, and loss of draft picks if players are faking injuries during games. Or as they call it in Europe, playing soccer. (laughs) Hey, moving on, Tony Romo told Inside the NFL that his rib injury and punctured lung suffered in last Sunday's game makes it hurt to laugh. To be sure he doesn't laugh, he has been repeatedly watching ex-girlfriend Jessica Simpson's film, The Dukes of Hazzard. Zing! Bam! Boom! Take that. Hey, you got, Finally, someone sticks it to Jessica Simpson. <laughs> Absolutely, time. she's been just coasting. Yes. for so long. You I, know, you know whose ribs are fine. Who's that? Tony Roma's. Uh, hey, yeah. they're better than fine. <laughs> Delicious. They're, they're Where was that joke? <laughs> that joke should have been in place of the Jessica Simpson one. Just, just popping off the top of my head right now. Yeah, there see, we go. That, that's that's how funny. That's how funny. Yeah. That's now that's sports comedy. Nice. Yeah. Are we getting? Paid by Tony Romas for this particular segment here? No, I love Tony Romas though, and everyone should go because there's a discount offer if you mention uh, sports, sports, sports podcast. Type in promo code. Yeah, absolutely. Sports, that'll, sports, that'll, that'll sports, totally sports. Work. Seriously, if they send over some ribs though for this plug, I'm not going to punch him in the face. But you will if they don't. Oh God, yes. Okay. I'm going to find everyone. I'm going to find Tony himself and punch him right in the vagina. Are we are we sure that Tony is an actual person? Uh, I doubt it. Tell you what, why don't you punch Tony Romo if you can't find an actual Tony Romo? Perfect. Tony Romo, I'm coming for you if <laughs> Tony Romo right doesn't the exist. Ribs. They're all going to get their vaginas punched. Yeah. Detroit Red Wing Mike Madano, known as the greatest American NHL hockey player of all time, retired on Wednesday. In response, Wayne Gretzky changed his nickname from The Great One to Meh. <laughs> uh, I want that to be my nickname if I ever play a sport. I just Man. want to be known as. <laughs> I think I have a feeling if I did get into professional sports, that probably would be. That would be that'd be pretty awesome. Yeah, skating down the ice, we have the great one. Passes it off to. <laughs> Fine. Yeah, drives to the net and a shot. Man, misses. <laughs> that wasn't that good of a yeah. shot. The British Medical Association has condemned Pee Wee Ultimate Fighting competitions that feature athletes as young as eight years old. From now on, if the competing children want to fight, they have to talk back to their fathers. Ooh. Ooh. That's true. Uh, this week, LeBron James received the Champion of Youth Award from the Boys and Girls Club of America. He then planned on winning not three, not four, not five, but six Champion of Youth trophies. <laughs> I don't know. He's become one of the most unlikable people in America. It's really, it's really remarkable that how 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 he could do a, a oh a wrestling term heel turn. Oh, yeah. there you go. There yeah. you go. Yeah, 
trying to get in with those curtain jerks. No. Is that is that a cross-promotional? I think oh, that was wow. the first cross-promotional comedy podcast network plug I've ever heard. Wow. Way to go, Jordan. But, yeah, no, LeBron James, really interesting because, like, yeah, everyone's like, oh, he's very good. He, he plays for Cleveland. Okay, that's kind of cool, right? And then, like, you know, he, he had a, an hour TV special to, like, give the middle finger to his, his mm-hmm. home state and town. And I was pretty like, yeah, that's, that's how you become a bad guy. Yeah. Just... I kind of feel like both him and Tiger Woods, there was... I felt like, you know, everybody was waiting for a decent reason to hate them. You know, that they Tiger were just... Tiger Woods, I don't think so. I think Tiger so Woods has good, a ton of though. fans. Like, they had... You know how you resent someone who's successful? Yeah. How that, could you are, be more successful than them? I like those Tiger Those are dads. Woods, da- like, dads that follow Jack Nicholas. Like, that's the, that's who wanted to root against Tiger Woods. Just because yeah. their dads... And their dads wanted to root against Jack Nicholas because they were Arnold Palmer fans. I, okay. I honestly did not like Tiger Woods until the whole controversy started. And then I did like Tiger Woods. Because before he had no personality, I imagine all he did was sit around and golf. And I'm like, this dude is boring. He's got no personality. And then when I heard he was banging, like, Friendly's waitresses out in their car, I'm like, this guy's kind of a rock star. Yeah, not just Friendly's waitresses. Friendly's waitresses who were former porn stars. Yeah, yeah. exactly. With, like, shitty tit jobs wow, and stuff. Wow, wait a second. That... That might be the saddest place to be in America. You went from porn star to Friendly's waitress? Well, she had to get out of the game eventually. She wasn't getting any younger. Because then she'd be Benjamin Button. <laughs> yes, what a timely reference that was. Absolutely. While well, we, well, we were recording this right after Benjamin Button came out. Oh, so. right, yeah. <laughs> it might be released a little bit in the future. We should let everybody know that it's, yeah. Uh... I don't know that. Yeah, that just said. But at the same time, I don't know. I, I it always shocks me when people get the surprises they do about how athletes are cheating on their wives. Like, yeah. Oh, can you believe it? And it's like, yes, of course, of course. <laughs> Did you not know any athletes in high school? Right. When you're having vagina yeah. thrown at you all day, every day, what are you gonna do? I'd l- I'd love to sit here and tell you that I I would always remain faithful should I ever get married. But I don't know what it's like to be in that situation. Yeah. And I think any guy, is, if you're being honest, has got to be like, boy, I, if, if if it were just being thrown at me like that, there's yeah. a decent chance that I'm I'm not going to be able to withstand. Someday, Joel. As soon as, <laughs> as, as soon as the Sports 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 podcast really takes off. All those, all those podcast groupies. A recent NHL report on concussions concluded that only one in ten concussions come from fighting. A startling find in the report was that a majority of concussions experienced by bench players were later rediagnosed as boredom. Because mm. <laughs> hockey's mm. boring to watch. Yeah. See, I always loved going to hockey games. Oh, actually, it's really exciting in person. I just yeah. think it's yeah. uh, on television. TV doesn't do hockey justice. I, my, really, I think really my doesn't. favorite thing of watching hockey highlights is when people throw octopuses onto the ice. Yeah. Because it's such like a fuck you to like... Because octopus can't be easy to find, right? No. It's got to be pretty expensive. You should know, Phil, that that is, a, that is regionally specific, though. Oh, is that? That, too- that only happens in Detroit. Oh, okay. And, and maybe when Detroit is traveling in the playoffs. Detroit is the only kind of sports I ever watch, though. Yes, I Because that's I, the I one this. I have the yeah. least, like... I have, I have some vested interest in Detroit stuff. Yeah. Some. But I, I will completely agree. I think one of the most interesting things that could possibly happen... I mean, how is that as a sports tradition, right? You know that like, can can you imagine if you were if you were if you were from like Czech you know or, or say I don't know say uh, Zaire, 
It took you a long time to pull the name of a country that's yeah. odd. There's well, because well, they play. I was going to say the Czech Republic, but they play a lot of hockey there. But right. say you're from Zaire and you show up in you know and you go to a hockey game and you go, wow, this is bizarre. It's indoors and they have this whole thing where they create ice out of nowhere and then people strike blades in their feet and they fly around really fast and they hit each other really hard. And you're like, how could this get any crazier? And all of a sudden there's a goal and a bunch of people stand up and fling octopi, which food, is probably right. never food seen before. specifically, yeah. Yeah. throwing food. food. Throwing Wasting yeah. food onto the ice, and what I really love is that octopus octopi aren't native to Detroit, so they had to no, someone correct, had to correct. catch this. Yes. They had to ship it all the way to Detroit so people could buy it and be like, hey, "I just bought this so I could throw it like a ball onto the thing, yeah. so I could be one of a bunch of people throwing octopus." Well, we can get through security. <laughs> I don't know why Corky from. The- uh. <laughs> Got one more sports headline. All right, all right. All right. let's go. This one is probably, more probably biggest story of the week. New York Liberty Center, Kia Vaughn received the WNBA's Most Improved Player Award this week. Though she shares the same name with the Korean automaker, Vaughn actually has twice the towing capacity. Oh! I, I don't know who she is, but I imagine she's quite large. Oh, she's a center, so of course. Uh, yeah. There we go. And another totally real award news. Yesterday, my landlord thanked me for usually paying my rent on time. Oh, well, that's nice. Yeah, oh, yeah. fantastic. Well, I would say that's every bit as important as anything the WNBA has ever done. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Oh, great. I mean, how many rent checks has your landlord received from the WNBA? None. Yeah. Yeah. I would have to assume that's the case. Get off your ass, WNBA. Bunch of deadbeats. Yeah. Mariano Rivera recently completed his 602nd Major League save, topping San Diego Padres great Trevor Hoffman and making Rivera Major League Baseball's all-time saves leader. Let's now go to some audio of Bi-Coastal Fan Reactions. Rivera's a true Yankee great! The greatest closer of all time! Lights out on the postseason! Five championships! Hey, in New York, you folded a pizza! I also fold my pizza over here! Mariano! Mariano! But the mood is decidedly different in San Diego, a city with no discernible nickname. How do you feel about Mariano Rivera beating Trevor Hoffman's all-time saves record? Yeah, no. You know, great for them. Another Yankee in the record books. Awesome. I'd probably be more upset if Padres fans existed that I could vent to. The Pods message board I go to is mostly human trafficking ads. It's like, we just had Trevor Hoffman Day, man. Like, seriously, last month. Great guy in the community, 601 saves. Now some Yankee has it. You know those assholes fold their pizza? Some San Diego fans are sad to see great Trevor Hoffman lose the title. Do you think? It's a big a flimsy slice! Ain't no problem! You fold it and you shove it in your mouth! Yo, we gotta name a pie after Rivera! That's right! I bet this Hoffman jerk ain't got no pizza pie named after him. Like some idiot. Yeah, an idiot. Obviously, the Yankees have a rich and storied history, but... No, you listen to me here. All right, if I made a hamburger that had such poor structural integrity that the only way to eat it was to squeeze it into, like, a messy ball, you'd say, dude, that's a shitty hamburger. But in New York, they seem to think that it's it's some sort of accomplishment that they fold their pizza. Do you think that there is any validity to this claim? Oh, yeah, over here. You squeeze your burger into a ball and you eat it. New York-style burger balls. I, I, no, I just said that. That is not a New York thing. And a, a burger ball, that, that sounds disgusting. Yo, a Mariana Rivera pizza would have a door slamming on it and five World Series rings. 
and some Geno's mozzarella. Okay, see, the, there is no way New York pizza crust could hold the weight of five championship rings. And you could probably only get a slamming door as a topping and an extra large anyway. In California, they don't fold the pizza. They put the mangoes on the pizza. You don't fold the mango. Mango pizza is for homos. New Yorkers overwhelmingly didn't know who Hoffman was, that he held the saves record, and openly questioned his sexual orientation based on their perception of California pizza. Final thoughts? It's gonna kill me when the Chargers move to Los Angeles. I don't even like pizza. Mariona Rivera, now with 602 saves, the all-time leading closer in the history of Major League Baseball. All right, now it's time for another weird sports segment. Oh, spooky. Oh. Haunt, is this haunted sports? Yes. Well, yeah, I mean, Halloween is coming. Oh, uh, it's so okay. we're gonna do yeah. we're gonna do weird sports. We're gonna have several more podcasts before Halloween, and we're gonna ramp up the. Oh, I'm, it's gonna get spookier gonna every get single time. Yes. Okay. Don't you worry; it's gonna keep getting spookier. Ghost ball. <laughs> we're gonna play cool kick. <laughs> uh, I don't even know where that was. I don't know where I was going with that one. Uh, this week's weird sport: toe wrestling. No, toe, yes. wrestling. toe no, wrestling no. is a thing. I found it online. No. Toe wrestling. I reject this. Is it like a ballet thing or is it like thumb wrestling? No, I'll tell you. I'll tell you right now. Toe wrestling is a sport that's gaining popularity in the United Kingdom. So when you say sport, you have to put kind of quotes around sport. Those guys are weird. I mean, it is British, but the World Championships started in Wetton in the 1970s and are now held at the Bentley Brook Inn in Ashbourne, (laughs) Derbyshire. That is so British. Now I was going to ask you, which conference room is that in? (laughs) because <laughs> i was there there's the c room i think it's in like... conference room Z. oh oh zing yeah so freaking I mean, british setting <laughs> setting is that what the british charlie sheen was saying setting oh, setting oh yes come cool. a rock star from brookshire uh two players uh there there's there's a bunch of top players people who are actually famous for toe wrestling no yeah there's people who they actually got on Wikipedia because of their toe wrestling brows. <laughs> that includes Tom 100 Meters Martin, uh, Paul Tominator Beach, and Alan Nasty Nash, who's currently the world champion. No, but okay, now you've, you've told us all that, but how do we play? Because I feel like we haven't. Okay, okay, no, I'll get I know I'll where their championship is located. For the viewers at no. home who have been listening to this point and going, oh my god, how do I get involved in such a <laughs> right, wonderful is, sport? If anyone wants to take on the Tominator, yes. they have to really learn the sport. Uh, toe wrestling is actually similar to arm wrestling. Oh. To play, players must take off their shoes and socks. Wait, the, what? You have to, yes, to believe toe wrestle? Not, you, have to, wow. you have to expose your toes to toe wrestle, believe it or wow. not. Yeah. This sounds like the biggest white trash sport, and yet it's in... From England. England. Well, well, in fairness, they have white trash people in England. Yeah, they're like right. the, the gypsies, right? Yeah. Can we, is that racist? I think that's racist, yeah. yeah. Travelers, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. They're, tra- they're, they're cockneys, right? They're the people that are like, oh, right, you know, good go give you a proper toe wrestle. 
No, I don't. I don't. I don't know that they're the same people. Actually, oh, okay. No, no. Well, they're they're the poor ones. The yeah, like, no, anywhere. Yeah. They're super. They're like they're, they're you know like our trailer parks board. are stationary. Right. Theirs are actually mobile. Their mobile homes are truly mobile. Right. Well, I've hey, seen, clearly oh. you haven't seen a tornado go through Missouri. But up, 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 up. Oh, that's terrible. That's Whoa. terrible. Even I heard that one. <laughs> All right. This this is how the game is played, though. This is how okay. the game is played. Players must link toes, and each player's feet must touch flat on the other person's feet. Both. So it's kind of like doing a pinky swear, but with your toes. So are all the toes interlocked? I imagine so, yeah. The toes yeah. are interlocked like some sort of love fest for your feet. Okay. All right. Typically after a short starting chant, which varies <laughs> by region. It varies by region. That's, yeah. Yeah. I think this I, is a cult. I have to say, honestly, my favorite toe wrestling chant is from Northern Wales. Oh, I yeah. think it's it's vastly superior to the the better known Southern right. Welsh. Toe, I imagine toe, that you just lock game. toes and you're like, "Oh, Dark Lord Satan, please <laughs> bless this toe wrestling match." But uh, okay, so example that they gave on Wikipedia was one, two, three, four. I declare a toe war. Well, but that's I just can't that's imagine. really not creative at all. No. That is terrible. That's ripping off thumb war. I don't like yeah. that. I don't like. And that. it's not like thumb war that was even that creative in thumb war. Right. Maybe there's something creative they're doing with the rhythm or the yeah. cadence. But then, then the game begins, right? right? Okay. And the entire point is to pin the other person's foot onto the ground so their foot is completely flat for three seconds. So I, you have to like—is is this like a professional wrestling three count? Like they probably talk about on curtain jerks. Hey, cross promotion. Mm. Yeah, there you go again. Or no. you know, can, it, or is the guy going really slow, and then the guy, other guy, might take like a folding chair and whack the other person's foot? And See, pull that his feet would out? be great if you could do whatever you wanted with your upper body, but the goal was still the same that you yeah. had to. Pin but the you foot. can't. You can only use your your toes. Right. I imagine they got some the people in some sort of Hannibal Lecter get up where they're strapped in, so they can't uh. move the rest of their body. I don't know, maybe. If you could punch the other person in the face, this might actually be a sport. I would watch toe wrestling if there was punching allowed. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we'll be all right. When Re- you- Rex Ryan would watch it if you could jerk off in the stands. Zing. <laughs> hey, everybody. We're back, and we got our very special guest with us. We've got Rick Paulus, who's a hilarious writer who's done work for Wired, ESPN.com, Vice.com, and many more. Everybody, give a huge round of applause to Rick Paulus. Yeah. Yeah. How are you doing, Rick? Great, great. How are you guys doing? Good, good. Doing Fantastic. Great. So you're a sports writer. Uh, I've got a question for you. If somebody else is creating, say, independent content, like a writer or a podcast, for example, how would Something one like go about getting it on ESPN.com? Well, one would, first of all, I guess, have to start either uh, – living in the Boston, New York area, or probably set, starting some type of dogfighting ring in their backyard. Oh, that sounds like fun. I would do that anyways. We, we already are doing one of those, so. Well, I guess, you, yeah, that's the perfect thing. Yeah. Well, if I was in Boston, I would be so drunk anyways that I'd probably start lots of fighting rings. There'd be cow fighting rings, and yep. there'd be cat fighting rings. Actually, a cat fighting ring would be awesome. I'd watch that. I think, cut, cut to the chase, we should have a Boston fan fighting ring. Oh, isn't that already yeah. that exists in Boston? <laughs> it's, it's called Fenway. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Very angry people. Well, and that I think everyone everyone would be a winner for that. Oh, That's, absolutely. Yeah, oh, totally, totally. Uh, well, speaking of which, uh, Rick, we wanted to ask you: you are are you from Sh- from Chicago originally? I'm from Chicago originally. Absolutely. Uh, so you now live in Los Angeles. Yeah. Uh, what can you tell us about the the sports landscape of Los Angeles? What's it like being a Midwestern sports fan transplanted? Well, in Chicago, you have 
you get you have everyone kind of following the same teams. You have people following either the Cubs or the White Sox, but that's pretty much it. You don't have anything beyond that. There's not a ton of transplants in the city of Chicago versus LA where a small percentage are actually, I, I would say, from LA. Mostly, mostly you have people um, either from the East Coast or from the Midwest coming out here to, you know, make it and whatnot. And so you have just all sorts of different, um, all, just all sorts of different like sports personalities and all sorts of different fan bases all kind of coming together in one big hodgepodge. Right. So what you're saying is that LA sports fans totally blow. That's <laughs> what I'm getting out of this. I just don't, there's just not many of them is the problem. There, are, there's like, there's just enough of it. Like, you'll you'll find Dodger fans and you'll find Angels fans if you head down south a little bit, yeah. and they're passionate, but they're just a small percentage of who lives here that they can't really become the majority. Right. Like everywhere right. Else. I, I hate to say it, but I went to one USC football game in my entire life. And everybody showed up at about the second quarter. Everybody left by the third quarter because they said they were afraid of getting stuck in traffic. And I was embarrassed for them. Well, that's because USC football fans aren't football fans. They just play them on TV. Oh, right. yeah. That, that is yeah, true. That is that, true. They're all extras in the game of watching a football game. Yeah, and that's true, too. But at the same time, it's like I understand leaving early. I mean, getting in traffic here is terrible. Plus, oh, yeah. I mean, no one cares about USC or no. I mean, not no one cares about USC, but all the people that are going to the games, they don't have that like built-in passion from being born out here. Yeah, right. They, right. they have other stuff to do. I think is part of the problem. Oh, you there's know, a lot of stuff. I grew up in Mid Michigan, and that I mean, sports was it. Out here, they can surf and uh, go outside for most of the year. So they have bars here that aren't sports based. Yeah, which it's is just weird, the exact right? opposite yeah. I feel yeah. of the Midwest. <laughs> Oh, yeah, which we wanted to bring up next, actually. Sure. Uh, we're uh, all from uh, Michigan, Detroit area originally. You're mm -hmm. from Chicago. The Chicago White Sox this year, kind of a disappointment. What, oh, what, what, there what, hasn't been a more frustrating experience with a sports team that I've had than this year's Chicago White Sox. A Adam Dunn's stats, when does hilarious end and depressing start? Um, pretty much at the start of the season this year. I mean, they, they <laughs> for whatever reason, I mean, you, you don't see – a drop off like this in performance um, ever. This is a historic. We're, you're witnessing a historic fall off for someone who, for you know, years and years, has just been this consistent 40 home run guy. Supposed to come to uh, U.S. Cellular and uh, supposed to start hitting 50 because of how it's sort of geared towards left-handed hitters better. Yeah, very more friendly ballpark. Uh, I think yeah. it might actually be he. Uh, he hates the hawk. And the UPN announcers so much that he just hasn't been able to focus all year. And I mean, and I understand that. That makes it. That's another thing, right? <laughs> I was gonna say, no, no, as as a White Sox fan, can you appreciate the Hawk because he annoys the piss out of me? Oh, I. But hate I mean, him. that's obvious because I'm I'm not a White Sox fan. I'm a Tigers fan. But like, a, as a hometown fan, is it one of those like you'd hate? You'd know you'd hate him if he was anywhere else. But because it's your team, you you embrace him, or what is your attitude? Yeah. I mean, just to take it uh, like even further into Chicago sports, it's kind of like AJ Pruszynski ah. or like Jay Cutler, even where you have these these players that are terrible people, and you mm -hmm. you would hate them if they were on any other team except for yours. But because they are, they're kind of you know they're your asshole. Yeah, you'd rather have them in the tent pissing out than the other way around. Exactly, yeah. and I mean the thing with Hawk too is he doesn't seem like you know he's not an asshole. He's just someone who is you know he's rooting with you so you can't it's tough to hate him as a white Sox fan now as a broadcaster 
And if he's doing a good job at that, no, he's terrible. He's probably one of the worst broadcasters that we've ever seen. But you've heard it here, folks. <laughs> wow. Rick Paulus, White Sox fan. <laughs> we were going to ask you some about uh, about uh, fantasy sports. All right. Which uh, which appears to be an area of expertise for you. Uh, first off, how was your draft? Um, it's you know drafts at this point. Everyone kind of has the same feeling, where as soon as they are done with the draft, they're happy with their team. Um, and then a week will go by and someone will you get hurt, up. lose yeah. by two points. And... I didn't even have that long. I think we drafted like four days before the announcement that Peyton Manning was going to go back into surgery. So, Yeah, that... I had one of those teams too. And that's the thing. I mean, just me talking, like I have multiple teams. That's like terrible. Fantasy football is probably right now the worst thing going on yeah, there's, there's all. I mean, you know, there's, there's Dar four, and there's the, there's the AIDS <laughs> ap- epidemic in Africa. There was the the Troy Davis execution that just happened. That was terrible. But yeah. I believe today the UN uh, General Assembly actually addressed your fantasy football teams, didn't they? That was yes, because that's how big of an issue it is. Yeah. When is Barack Obama going to get off his lazy ass and start helping us through our fantasy sports? Thank Where's you. that bailout? Thank you. I think that's why people are so upset with him all of a sudden. Yeah. I think he needs to feel it. Because people, he gets a, he gets a approval ratings boost, or, or bump it's called. It's called a bump. Uh, when he fills out his bracket every year. Oh, I can imagine. So, like, why, why not, yeah, be a little more active in fantasy football. Give us some guidance. You, little... mean, you mean when the president actively participates in the largest... Illegal gambling. Uh, yeah, illegal gambling yes. operation that still functions in our society. Yeah, it's yeah. making very popular. Because people like it. When he fills out the bracket, it's a ton of fun. You turn on sports and you're like, oh, of course he's picking Duke. Yeah. Ah, a lot of yeah. favorites in there, Obama, you know. Favorites and, and switch states. video of him <laughs> going through like a five-hour fantasy football draft and just sitting there with like the glasses and just <laughs> checking people off of his, uh, like the sheets that he printed out from ESPN do you think are we ever going to see that? Is there ever going to be you know a president who shows up at the White House and decides that you know, you know he he's going to bring the press in so they can see his entire you know fantasy football draft? I don't. I mean, I think we're getting to that point, sure, where everyone's uh, all the candidates are so focused on just getting into the office they don't really care about you know what happens afterwards, and so you'll just have people doing that. They'll just like, hey, here we're going to have a big barbecue, and that actually that sounds a lot uh, like how Andrew Jackson got elected. So, no, no joke, but yeah, he really, he threw a bunch of barbecues and he gave out free booze and people loved it. That's smart. That's yeah. Smart. Weird that people love that. Yeah. Who would have thought? That <laughs> you was want weird. a president that you can have a beer with. That's what they always say, right? Yeah. Well, that was something that. alcoholic immigrants said. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which is most of America, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think we finally hit that time. It's time for oh. our shot clock. Okay, Rick, so really quick, the, the way the shot clock operates is we're going to ask you a series of rapid-fire questions, and you need to answer them immediately, without, without so much as a thought. Let's have the shot clock begin. Okay, top three fantasy pitchers for next year. Um, Not yeah. good, Rick! Okay, moving on! Over-under, Chicago White Sox wins next year. 84. Uh, Over-under number of Ozzie Guillen racist comments on Twitter next year. Also 84. Is there a more pussy sport than soccer? Nah, uh, yes. It's NASCAR. Ooh. 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 Oh, that's a <laughs> yeah. touche. Ooh. 
who is more hated in Indianapolis right now, uh, Kerry Collins or Peyton Manning Surgeon? Kerry Collins. Hey, that is the shot clock. Oh, here we go. You did, I thought Rick did pretty well. With you shot did clock. really good, yeah. Rick. We you, had twenty you... questions and he got through like five, so that was yeah. pretty good. Yeah, that's, that's the that's best impressive. anyone has done in the shot clock so far. <laughs> I would say so. Yeah. Rick, it's been such a pleasure having you. You can look for him on rickpolis.com. Make sure to check out his stuff. He's a very talented writer. Thank you, Rick. And that concludes the sports, sports, sports podcast. Uh, but before we go, we'd like to send you out with some of our valiant prophecies. Ooh. First up on the docket, uh, big game this weekend, Oklahoma State at Texas A&M. Phil, who are you taking? I take Texas because I watched the show Friday Night Lights and those Texans. They really That's great, Phil. Football. Joel. Uh, I, uh, let's see. My parents uh, both went to UT for a while, so I've got to go with Oklahoma State. I'm also going to take OK State. I think Texas yeah. A&M's going to choke. Yeah. Uh, ooh, Wisconsin. Home against South Dakota. No, wait. That's that's at home. They're not going to South Dakota. Yeah. It, OK. All right. You, I just want to double check. It's written incorrectly here. Right. All right. That's all right. It's my fault. Looks like the home team is South Dakota. No. OK. So, Wisconsin versus South Dakota. And it is South Dakota. It's not South Dakota State. Do we know that? Uh, no, it is South Dakota. OK. Yeah. Phil, I gotta go Wisconsin. I like cheese on my sandwiches. Ooh, that, that is that is a valiant prophecy. Val- valiant. valiant prophecy. Really going out on a limb. I I I gotta say too. Uh, as much as I think the experts are going with South Dakota on this one, I think I'm gonna have to say probably Wisconsin is gonna win that game. And I I'm gonna go one further. I think Wisconsin is probably gonna do it by a fairly large margin. Ooh. Yeah. That's valiant. Yeah. That is well. That's what we do here. Call you can call me Prince Valiant. I w- I'm also going to take Wisconsin, but uh, man, we all picked Wisconsin, Wisconsin against South Dakota. Against Unbelievable! South Dakota. Right? Wow, that's then that's the first one we all agreed on. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, that was our first episode, the inaugural episode. The of inaugural, the inaugural. <laughs> Isn't that how you it's say? It's a very Midwestern inaugural. show. <laughs> the inaugural <laughs> episode. It's the yeah. inaugural episode of the sports. Oh, gee golly, that sounds good. Brass fasteners. <laughs> All right, you can read the name of the podcast on the thing. Everybody take care. Yeah. For more funny stuff for your eyes and ears, go to ComedyPodcastNetwork.com.